What's up, everyone? This is Garrett. This is Jabin. And if you don't know, now you know the most charismatic man in entertainment, the Prince of Fresh Air. Thank you for having me, fellas. Anytime, Thanks. anytime. So we are super excited to have our first guest on this podcast today. Um, very honored as well with the Fresh Prince down here. Um, but uh, yeah, we are super excited. Uh, we talked about this as far as like what to do, uh, what to talk about, because obviously you guys know that our podcast is mostly centered around comics, video games. We are nerds through and through. Um, and uh, the Fresh Prince here has some, uh, I don't want to say some nerd because I feel like that's a little offensive saying you have some nerd in you. But <laughs> I, he got it. <laughs> he got it. Don't lie. No comment. <laughs> but yeah, like, let's say he he has some superhero knowledge. We'll say that. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. And uh, and we are super excited. Um, the Fresh Prince as well has his own podcast. We're going to be doing an episode on both. Um, so super excited to be for him to be here and uh, to join his as well. Uh, like I said, this is our first collab, so we are just stoked. Um. If you want to go ahead and plug your podcast real quick before we start, say anything, say a few words about it. Absolutely. Well, it's 2023. If you don't know my podcast at this point, well, get from under the rock in. Uh, I am the host of the Prince of Fresh Air podcast. Started it in 2021. Uh, actually, I'm lying. 2022. Uh, <sighs> Tom Cruise. Uh, 2020. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm forgetting how long I've been doing my own podcast. Ridiculous. But um, yeah, so my podcast is available on over 30 platforms. You could Google it. Very searchable. I'm searchable. You can't miss this luxury, uh, luxurious hair. And uh, my podcast is talking from you know celebrities to, to the regular nine to five people, to anybody with a voice. We talk about society, cultural issues. Um, you've talked about you know anything from uh, Black Lives Matter to, to gun control to even video games. Um, you know I'm an actor myself, so I get the entertainment aspect as well. My podcast is all just about starting a conversation and having a good time with a little bit of charisma, of course. Yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Javen, if you want to go ahead and introduce what we're going to be talking about, because we're going to be talking about this one thing but we may launch off from there so go ahead and get us started all right since we got the charismatic prince but not only the charismatic prince we got the controversial prince you feel me so we were thinking about taking a little bit of us taking a little bit of him putting it together have some magic so we were thinking uh what is the difference and in my mind it's what is wrong with the the basically the new films that are coming out specifically the ones that are strictly you know superhero stuff like that uh then the way it was earlier when back when we were little or teenagers having fun you know with the with the movies and stuff like that so basically what the differences are but one that i really want to really get into is the differences between i'm gonna do like a little like movie to movie uh, uh i'll go as far back as let's say let's just say iron man one just to be safe and what the difference is with like let's say uh what's one that's like really like low like captain marvel so like two origin movies introducing two different states of you know uh 
of the of the universe, I should say world, of the universe, um, and also introducing another threat into the universe. So, for example, Iron Man 1, fantastic movie, uh, not just an opinion, it's a fact. Um, <laughs> this, this movie was shown at a time where superhero movies were not doing great into most people's eyes. So we all know Fantastic Four, all both Fantastic Four movies, which I thought was great, but a lot of people didn't like. Uh, ben Affleck's Daredevil, uh, 2003 Hulk, you know, like we, we could go on. But Iron Man 1 was somehow different, and it really set the stage of making like a whole big old universe. As for Captain Marvel, uh, the universe is already built, so I'm not going to, you know, going to harm it too much. But you don't fall in love with the character. Uh, it doesn't have a huge emotional arc the way Iron Man would. And it seems like she's too bad a to handle you know that to where she can handle everything on her own and what was so cool about iron man is that he couldn't and he realized that and he wanted to change while captain marvel didn't really change at all so i feel like personally for me that especially between those movies the character development very different and very little when it comes to like today's films and i guess not a lot of people are looking for that because it's mostly like michael bay you know what i mean so mm -hmm. i don't know uh your take dude you know i may not be a doctor but i do find this quite strange um, <laughs> oh my god oh yes <laughs> yeah i told you i told you that's a nerd in i knew it i knew it can you blame me? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, I, I say this. I, I'm 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 avenging the the superhero movies right now. Um, you know, I, I feel like I was having this conversation the other day at the park. Uh, one of the guys that um I usually work out with, older gentleman, he always asks me about acting and stuff because that, that's what I do. And um, he asks me about the current state of movies, and I tell him it's like you know. Movies now are more about the action aspect than it is about the story. That's why people love the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies more than they like the Tom Holland movies. Uh, even though people might say Tom Holland's a better portrayal of the actual character, Tobey Maguire movies are more re realistic and um, it was enjoyable. I think our our generation and the younger generation especially want the, the the live action cgi bam bam shoot them up type of action movies and that's why a lot of superhero movies aren't about long storytelling movies anymore you know people don't really want to watch origin superhero movies anymore they want people to rush right into the to the main story they want hulk to start smashing five minutes into the movie they want you know thor jumping out of a, a spaceship and you know throwing his his hammer around and you know knocking people's heads off. Um, I think that's one of the problems too, is Marvel, all these other superhero creators, they look at our audience and they say, okay, we would love to do, you know, uh, uh, origin movie, right? But the problem is people aren't seeing them as much as they want to anymore, you know, and they already made the groundwork. So a part of it for me is Marvel has made it to where they did the groundwork already so they could keep churning out all these movies without much effort because they know they guaranteed 500 million at the box office <laughs> with no hard work you know they literally could just wake up one morning and say you know what i want to throw out another captain america movie let's film it we'll put it out next year and they can guarantee at least close to a billion dollars 
you know, and that's what generally no press. The actors don't have to wake out of the bed and go do, you know, media tours. Um, and and that that's why uh, superhero movies aren't as rich and story, you know, having a rich story and a relatable character. Because now it's all about, you know, trying to make the money, DC. And I love DC, but DC, that's their main problem too. They rush everything. They're not flushing out characters. You know, you got a Ben Affleck Batman. Then you got a, uh, you know, the dude who played Errol Cullen in Twilight. He has a Batman. You got Michael Keaton as Batman. It's like you got five different Batmans in one space. It's like no focus at all, but it's because of the profit. Everybody just want to put out money and, and make profit without, you know, putting a story. Uh, but like I said, I I like the older movies and I get why they do that. Because even for me, subconsciously, I do like it when the story picks up a little too, you know, pick up a little earlier. Opposed to, you know, an hour and a half. I got to watch Batman relive his trauma as a kid. Come on, bro. Get over that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely in a space. Um, it's almost like wash, rinse, and repeat with uh, recent movies. Because if we think about, like, like Jabin was saying, if we think about the first Iron Man movie, even the first Thor movie, the first Captain America movie, on and on and on, at least for all of Phase 1, they had to create, like, imagine a universe and build a story and have an end goal i mean if you look at thor it was about this pompous god who didn't know how to take responsibility becoming human learning to care for people and take responsibility and getting back to his status of god but to where he deserved it and that's a good fleshed out reason to tell a story um right and that's that's how a lot of phase one handled their movies but if you look at the recent movies and even some of the TV shows that Marvel has put out, and like you were saying, especially DC, <clears throat> it's more of a, okay, you know who this character is, you know this universe, oh no, here's a new problem. They don't really grow at all, but they got to defeat the bad guy. It, it's lost its substance. Um, I, and don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, we're, we're saying this as people who really like the Marvel movies, really like superhero movies still, and we'll watch them, at least me and Jabin. Uh, I can speak for us, but we they have lost some of the flavor that made them such a box office hit, not only just a box office hit, but a audience comic lovers hit when they first came out. We know that there was something special about it, and now it kind of lost that like that that flavor and that specialness that we like from it to where the Secret Invasion trailer came out. And I was whatever about it. And and that's something that I wanted for like forever. You know what I mean? And the fact that I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess we're going to have to watch it. That you know that's like a bad sign. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, go ahead, Garrett. Continue. I, I interrupted. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're good. Uh, I, hey, I jump in whenever. Um, but I'll jump it, in right now. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. It has changed the landscape of what we expect as um, moviegoers, as what we expect as uh, comic readers, because movies are even influencing comics at this point. For I will say the good and the bad. Um, yeah. So it's very much, and I feel like we're almost spoiled as moviegoers as well, because no, we are. It's it's like we come to expect a Avengers in-game quality movie from an origin story yeah. movie. Yeah. And yeah. 
it's on such unrealistic expectations that people rate movies so low because it didn't reach their unrealistic expectations. Yeah, and and I think that's why like two movies, especially in Phase Four, in you know the the newer movies, two movies which are origin movies really stood out. Um, Shang Chi and uh, Wakanda Forever. Uh, even though you people, some people would argue that Black Panther: Wakanda Forever isn't an origin story, but yeah, it is. Um, those two really stood out because it didn't have that endgame level like threat or like factor, but they gave you enough to where you you feel like something big is coming. You know what I mean? They gave you something huge. Like Shang Chi gave us a whole different universe that was coming into uh, coming into play. Uh, and then uh, Wakanda Forever, they gave you a different country that also has vibranium. So, and what does the world want from that? You know what I mean? So it gives you like something to look for later. While in other movies, it doesn't set it up the way it did for Thanos coming. And the way they introduced Kang as our new big bad was very, was really cool. But then it wasn't important for like the next like five or six, seven installments. They put out way too much for like that installments because you you get introduced by Kang and Loki. Then after that, you do not hear him ever again until Ant-Man Quantumania. Like that is ridiculous because when Thanos was a huge thing, we saw him in almost every single major Avengers and credits uh movie maybe in a couple other ones so, like he did this dude was coming you know what i mean he was in even in guardians of the galaxy for like uh for like two minutes so like that it shows like oh shoot they're building it they're building it they're i they're like like you know like my man said they're just throwing it out there knowing that they can make a billion dollars off of it uh and at this point like something that i really read that actually like hurt me just because I fell in love, you know, with this universe so quickly, because I'm actually I was a DC nut uh, before I was a Marvel nut because my dad had both comic books. But me and my dad, we we uh, connected over uh, DC more than Marvel. But since I've grown to love this universe, the fact that Bob Iger and the whole Disney thing and uh, Kevin Feige were really, you know, leaving Marvel after phase five. It it sucks just because you can see like everything's failing. And if you actually see the amount of people that actually like got fired and the people that are actually like being hired for Marvel Studios and Disney Studios, who's uh, who's um, helping out Marvel right now, it's actually sad because you can actually see like the credentials that that they have. It is not as good as the people that were like fired. Granted, I don't know, you know, what's happening personally, you know, in the in actual studios. But you could see that that influence is partially what's bringing down the quality of of just entertainment for I would say personally for Disney in general now, um, just because they're pushing out quantity over quality right now. Like they're putting out a whole bunch of stuff. They are milking Disney Plus right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of us know they are milking the heck out of it. You know what I mean? Not even just with Marvel. Star Wars with a whole bunch of their originals um, and then their own originals 
and trying to post like old movies on there just in trying to like trying to get it like everything all together um but yeah it, i don't know it just feels like i had sweet tea and it's slowly going unsweetened you know what i mean and i could like taste the difference <laughs> yeah being being in the <laughs> south i understand that <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know the, the the sad part about this is I, i'm not even mad at them because at the end of the day it, it, us us as viewers are the ones that control how they go about the stuff now Marvel mm. has no incentive to change their formula. Why? Because they know anytime they put out an Ant Man, people flock into the movie theaters. Most of my friends, anytime a, a movie, a Marvel movie come out, they're right in line before the movie even comes out to go see it. I, me personally, after I've seen, uh, oh god, um, Thor: Love and Thunder, I was like, what in the hell is this? I, me personally, from an actor standpoint. I, you know, I always appreciate good cinema, but the movies has been just just bottom of the barrel. Phase four has been garbage to me. Um, you know, I, I just think that at this point they settled and they know that, you know, it's like a, a relationship. You The beginning of the relationship is all good. You know, your hugs and kisses and you're doing all these things. And then, you know, you get complacent. And then if you accept that from somebody, then... There's no reason for them to change, and that's what Marvel's at right now. They're they're able to just put out quant. Uh, they're more focused on quantity than quality, and that's because their fan base will defend them, you know, to 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 the last dying breath. Oh, Marvel's the greatest <laughs> thing ever, you know. Even though they're putting out hot garbage, and I, that's someone who, that's someone who like Marvel. I'm not saying that in a mean way. Will I be in a Marvel movie at some point? <laughs> Cut me the check, but again, right. it's. You know, I'm not even gonna lie. I will take a role, but it, it's like <laughs> anybody you know, would. Anybody would. Yeah. You know, but the stories, <clears throat> the storylines. You know, when you watch Black Panther, like you said, the Orange movies, Iron Man, Thor. Even now, when I watch it, it's still. I mean, you could see the growth of the character from then and now. Even if I don't like the last movie, I can't deny that Thor, Hulk, uh, you know. Black Widow, Iron Man, and these are characters. You know, I was having this conversation too. Uh, one of my buddies, a huge Marvel fan. I grew up DC, always will be a DC fan. I still think DC has the potential to do so much great, but they just, oh my God, I don't know what they. I agree with there. you, but I you agree know, with you. We'll they, they, probably get into that at some point, but it's like for me, they took a bunch of characters. Nobody really clamored to. Realistically, let's be real, and I know a lot of people like Marvel now because they love the movies, but realistically, how many people was clamoring to see a Black Widow movie? How many people was clamoring to see an Iron Man movie? Nobody. Who's clamoring to see a Captain America movie? Nobody. But it's because Marvel took the time to flush these characters out, bring them to the big to the big stories, and they made them these beloved characters. Now, the Hulk, for instance, I don't know what they did with the Hulk. I mean, She-Hulk made the Hulk look like... Uh, Don't even get me started on that. Wait, no. Let me me tell you a short story. This is so sad. I watched the whole She-Hulk show, dude. Okay? I watched the whole thing twice just in case I was like like being stupid. Uh, No, uh, my, my mind was correct about it. Garrett hasn't seen any of it. I've seen two clips. That's it. I, I haven't force seen none of fed it. him. 
Dude, I force I had to force feed him two clips. I didn't even want him to see an episode. I don't I, I don't wish that upon anyone, dude. <laughs> I forced I force fed this fool two clips. And based off of those two clips, he was done. I was like, that's what I mean. And and this is why personally for me, no, I shouldn't say personally, this this is kind of a fact because they said this. Marvel is turning into a joke and it's scary. Because with She-Hulk, I'm not even going to get into what they did. I'm just going to go into why they did. When you actually look at the articles uh, that uh, the producers and the director and even the actress wrote, even in interviews, they purposely made it bad so that they can get Marvel fans pissed off. Like, that was the whole goal of that. No, like, for real, this is a fact. This is not me, like speculating they said this they purposely made it the way it is because they wanted marvel fans to be pissed at it and they just wanted to do whatever they want with it and this was the director uh one of the producers and the main actress who played she hulk like those three were the ones that were like yes we're gonna make this really like the way we want it and that's why it turned into a joke and and i felt like they were that they were doing way too much obviously in the show and my thing is i feel like they should have introduced she-hulk way later personally i feel like this is way too early i literally do not see her fighting kang right now <laughs> you know what i mean i don't see her fighting ant-man right now <laughs> that's what I'm saying. like if anything we need to hurry up and get deadpool in this universe <laughs> like let's Wait, let's let's tomorrow. get his fourth wall break, you know? Yeah, tomorrow, let's get his fourth wall breaking, you know, first. <laughs> but uh, but but no, like, it, it was so bad, but it's because they did it that way on purpose to, pit, to piss us off. So after I heard that, I was like, oh, well, then I don't need to complain about it anymore because they already, you know, they already speculated what, what I'm mad about it about. And they're like, okay, well, then what's the point, you know, what's the point in the next project? And that's scary, you know what I mean? Because at that time, uh, the next project was Wakanda Forever, the Christmas special for Guardians of the Galaxy, which was fantastic. Werewolf by um, Night. Werewolf by Night, which I was scared about, but ended up being pretty good. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, but a whole bunch of other stuff that was coming out that I that was hard for me to catch up with, and that's coming from someone who reads comics. Um <laughs> So so yeah, it it that hurt when when I found out that they made that as a joke because they perceived it as Marvel as a joke, especially with that one scene. I uh, remember what I showed you, Garrett, the one scene with uh, the K E V I N, the Kevin. Yeah, that was a, that was a robot that made all the movies and and was gonna uh, make her make her uh, make her ending for the season, and she ended up changing literally changing everything about her show just because she wanted it that way. Like it, it was, it was too much. Like it, it was so bad. And they were, and she was dogging off all the movies that we loved. On top of that, and that hurt as well because it feels like it feels very contradicting. Because <laughs> Marvel built it with some blood, sweat, and tears, and then here's another Marvel project saying, "Oh, the guys are whack, though." You know what I mean? They just like, oh, come on, guys, like. Really, really, Feige, you put that out. <laughs> you, you, you produce this. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It's it is turning into a joke, and and like I agree with you, dude. Personally, for me, 
DC can be so much better. In the comic books, I hate it. I keep saying this. In the comic books, I hate Captain America, dude. I do not like him. In the movies, he is fantastic. But in the comic books, I'm not with it. Superman gives me more of that goody feeling than Captain America does. You know what I mean? Right. If I put up Christopher Reeve Superman right now, do, 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 I'm I'm already in. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like nobody will give me, you know, that that giddy feeling of Superman just doing his thing. So they and same with Henry Cavill. Like I love his Superman. But yeah, DC can be in a winning situation right now. They just need to do the same groundwork or better groundwork than uh than marvel did with starting with iron man so i i agree with you on that but yeah marvel's just turned into a joke it's it's rough it's rough out here yeah well, i i you know this is the point where you know this is when the people who marvelously because i i'm not one of those marvel super fans i don't read the comics i i'm not i don't watch everything they put out i don't i'm not even going to act like i do um but like I said, I, I have a nice place in, uh, for them. I do like their what they what they have done. But again, it's like, you know, they've come to expect, and this is just goes to the whole movie experience in general. You know, people don't go see, you know, traditional movies anymore. Unless it's a big, you know, superhero movie, people aren't going. So for Marvel, they know almost every movie they put out, even the most crappiest movies and, and shows they put out in phase four still making close to a billion dollars if not over a billion dollars <laughs> so for them i mean they could keep doing stuff like she hulk without a can of world why you know because at the end of the day they know they guarantee people are going to come flock and watch the movies you know for instance i know you was talking about she hulk but uh thor love and thunder i hated the way how they treated thor he was a big joke it was like this whole, and this is another thing happening with superhero movies too. This whole pushing these these political agendas and narratives. Uh, you know, the new Shazam that's coming out. We already know what's going to happen with that. The movie's not even about him. Uh, I mean, right? It's, yeah. It 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 it's become. Uh, if, let me get back there. So Thor: Love and Thunder is basically Chris Hemsworth and uh, I forgot how you say the director's name, but that's their. That's the pet project to to bring the kids up. Because when you watch Love and Thunder, it's basically Chris Hemsworth introducing his kids to acting. And I'm not, hey, as a father, congrats to him. I, you know, I'm not trying to dog him for that. But that movie sucked, you know, and I feel like they need to stick to what works, you know, which is a good, meaningful story. You know, Christian Bale was wasted in that movie. Um, it, oh, my you know, God. It was wasted his time. But I wouldn't say it was a waste of his time. He got paid, so I'm sure he was like, I don't care. But and he did amazing too. Oh, he, he did amazing. That's and, <clears throat> and that's the problem. They need to go back to what worked, which was meaningful stories flushing out. That's why when people go see, I'm like a lot when Avengers and all that stuff came out. I was in high school and college, and the the feeling of uh, Avengers Endgame coming out was so intense. Everybody was talking about. It. Everybody was like, man, I can't wait to see that. Now I'm just like, eh, I haven't watched what kind of fan. I haven't watched Ant Man. I haven't watched uh I haven't watched uh Moon Knight. I, I just haven't watched them and it's because I know that the formula is not what it used to be. They mm -hmm. took the grandma's old school recipe and watered it down with with the, the with their version it just doesn't taste right. For for me personally. I just think that need they need to refocus, you know. 
instead of realizing that they could just guarantee make any type of money go back to what works sit down okay so we have shang chi all right so how can we make shang chi start making his way over here to ant-man and we could do a collab movie that way because i mean that's what the early success was taking iron man captain america black Widow. they made them a team and they did it yep. organically and that's why everybody cared now it's just like ant-man is his own thing now uh hulk is just treated like hot garbage and that's like the biggest name in marvel but uh besides spider-man uh you know spider-man 2 was pretty good but even then, nobody knows what's happening with Spider-Man. So it, it, it's so much going on that they just need to sit down, refocus, and get back to the true stories. And I think if they did that, people will actually start caring more. But it's because Marvel stopped doing it, so people stopped caring about the, the storylines and origins. Now they only just want to hear Hulk smash and you know, you know, Chris Hemsworth doing have butt shots on, on, on in front of the camera. But you know, what do I know? Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, it's it, it, you make a very good point, and I mean, I think it's that translates over to cinema in general because these days, if you notice, it's there's three types of movies that are releasing. It's either branded movies, Super Mario, Marvel, DC, superhero movies specifically, or remakes of old movies and and redos. Yep. So those are like the three main types of movies we're getting. I cannot remember the last time that I went to go see an original movie with an original story that had never been done before. That was like really good. I was literally about to say Top Gun, but they just redid that. It's the second movie. So it's like, don't get me wrong. Top Gun. I don't remember either. Top Gun Maverick's great. Don't get me wrong. I love that movie. But but like they it's not original. It's it's a take on an idea that was done a while ago. And and that just proves that, like you were saying, it's almost like it's watered down because people are so used to brand name things. If there's a brand name on something, Nintendo, Mario, Marvel, DC, like I said, those are the main ones because Mario just came out and the Marvel movies um, are still going. So it's like if you attach a brand name to something, like you said, people are going to flock to it. But the last time, I, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I honestly, I'm trying to think. I cannot think of the last time an original story movie was a big box office hit or audience hit for that matter. So it, it just proves that there's so few ideas that people are coming up with. And even if people are coming up with ideas, there's so few produ- uh, production teams and studios that are willing to take on new IPs because they don't know if it'll work. And that produces less creativity in the movie scene, which it's almost scary because that kind of creativity is what made these amazing stories already. Yeah, and I mean, and and I and I want to I want to touch on one thing just real quick. You don't have to play all the video games, watch all the movies or TV shows, or read all the comics to be a fan. I just, I just want to put that out there because the reason why. Garrett and I read this stuff is not to like know everything. It's just so that we can we can really fully immerse ourselves with these universes that that we love. So it's not like oh yeah we know you know more than you guys. This is for the audience because you just just in case you know what I mean. But we we just like these universes and we fell in love with them and we only want the, want them to be better. Uh, so 
just just so if you don't know the comics don't know all the tv shows don't let that stop you from you know having your own opinion and take on what you're watching because it's ultimately for you you know what i mean it's for you to enjoy but but yeah i I do want to go back to the what you two were saying uh i actually want to put two together um there's there's only one movie that it was it was very like a a huge political standpoint this is way back in the 60s it's not even a nerd movie it's just a really good movie with Sidney Portier one of my favorite movies like of all time it's called guess who's coming to dinner and the main story was basically Sidney Portier's character obviously is black and he fell in love with this young white girl and the whole story is that them two are going back to the white girl's house and letting the parents know, hey, we're getting married tomorrow. And they only like met each other after like a, a week or two. And that is one movie that was heavily, you know, not good because back then, you know, black and white were not supposed to be mixed. You know what I mean? But yeah. but it was so good because not only did they throw that like political, you know, political in your face they did but they reeled in a good story and it has one of the most amazing scripts of all of cinema i i I urge everyone to watch this it's so good to where every single character in this movie with it has uh two sets of parents uh it has jenny portier uh the young girl's character there's even a priest in there all of them have such good natural organic character development and you can see that some of them get better and some of them don't but they're still doing their best with the situation that they have and it's so like beautifully flavored once the movie ends just because you're like wow i actually feel like resolved after watching this movie you know what i mean and i don't and it sucks because i don't get a lot of feelings the way I would get from that movie, you know what I mean? And like you said, Garrett, that was that was a original idea. What can we do? And it, and it's so cool because at that time, like you know, that was you know uh, uh, black and white. That was a, like a huge issue. But I think that's what the beauty part of it was. Okay, what's going on in my surroundings that we can talk about, and how do we make that a compelling story? You know what I mean? So I feel like that's what we're missing with a lot of just original ideas because they're all just going to Netflix and not being watched. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like for real though. And they're not only being watched, but they're actually like the story gets too off course and it just, it's not appealing anymore. But I feel like we need to go back to those kind of kinds of roots. Like, okay, what's going on? And how do we make these connect with audiences again? How do we make them feel immersed in our story how do we get them to you know to naturally look at it and be like huh i might want to watch and then they come up being like wow you know what i mean when it comes to like nerd movies the only one that so far that has made me feel like that is ready player one and i think i can give that a pass just because it was based off of a book and but um the way steven spielberg twisted it into his own story I thought was freaking amazing and the fan service can go on forever, but it was a great story. 
because not only was it kind of familiar, kind of like a Charlie and the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory kind of thing, but it gave you something else to look forward to. And so if you don't want to do like a crazy original idea, at least give us something to look forward to. You know what I mean? Let let us be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what's next. You know what I mean? And use that to your advantage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just seems like everyone's like failing. It, like uh, when I go to like D.C., Grant Gustin's Flash went so downhill so quickly um shoot the whole arrowverse just went down so quickly um and i feel like the snyderverse had something going and it was it was great but then you know james gunn came into play and was like nah take it out i don't know it's it's hard to find not only original stories but compelling ones that actually make you connected to the characters and actually wants you to invest your time in them because that's ultimately what you're doing like it's not i feel like for us all i think i could speak for all all three of us it's not just going to the movie and be like oh, it's a good movie and then just doing whatever we want we go to the movie and we expect you know like oh my god i need to fall in love with this dude i need to hate this dude you know let like i want to see them progress i want to be there with them you know what i mean you you want to be fully immersed in the movie to where you walk out of that movie theater and you're like I don't know what to do with myself now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that's that's one of the best feelings that you can ever get from a movie or TV show. And yeah. that's just what we're missing. Yeah. So Fresh Prince, what are you what are your thoughts and your takes on that kind of stuff? Well, the last movie I seen that wasn't a superhero movie, it was actually a movie at Movie Hop, so I didn't even buy a ticket for it, but <laughs> it was uh Fair enough. Don't tell hey, AMC hey, hey, I, this ain't going anywhere. This ain't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't tell AMC did this. Um, but it was Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal, the dude that played Black Manta in uh, Aquaman. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing movie. A movie that did moderately well, but not nearly as good as it would have done 15 years ago. And the problem I have, and I've spoken about this before, is Marvel has changed the game for movies. And I don't even just blame them, but our society, our attention span is just on what it used to be. Now, when you know, I talk to, for instance, my girlfriend's grandparents. You know, they very much, you know, very talkative. They like the slow down pace and you know, no technology and stuff. But for our generation, we're used to TikToks and Instagrams, and you know, everybody's stealing everybody other's ideas. And our attention span is literally. If I don't like a video in five seconds, I'm I'm clicking off. And even then, some people only give it two seconds. So the problem is, I think our attention spans and the movies are, like you said, I do agree. I think the movies, as an actor myself, I have seen how unoriginal the movies have are becoming. Or I have started to see more woke thing. I'm not gonna get to because I you know I don't want to get into too many political things, but it's a lot of. <laughs> A lot of like the new stuff that's coming out either pushing in some type of narrative or an agenda, and it's clear. I mean, even Marvel, uh, D, uh, Disney, everybody's starting to show their true colors about, oh, we're going to push this type of narrative. And then they're not even hiding it no more. It's blatantly right in your face. And I think the problem is superhero, super, superhero movies has ruined the movie experience for everybody. You can't make a training day no more. You can't make a... Uh, you know, let's say what was another uh, a Bronx Tale, 
a Scarface. You can't make those type of movies no more. They're not going to do well. And the movies that do come out, let's be real. I, I could do a poll right now. What movies besides Ant-Man is out right now? Besides Ant-Man, I'll say Creed 3 and, uh, and the new Super Mario Brothers. What movies can you tell me that's in a movie theaters right now besides those three? Most people can't tell you. Why? Because nobody I can't cares. tell you. I can't tell you. And I ask you the question. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean it, it, it's sad. It's sad. And I'm usually one who I, I, I like to know what, what's going on in the movie theaters. I'll tell you this. I, like I said, I was I having this conversation the other day with Brad Pitt. No, I wasn't. But, uh, I was having this conversation. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, Brad Pitt. You'd be like, what? 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 <laughs> it, it wasn't Brad Pitt. It was Brad Pitt's. It was his, his uh, doppelganger. But um, <laughs> that's great. I'm just being stupid. Um, <laughs> oh crap! I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> um, I was going with this. Um, but you know what? It, 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 it's. It's one of those things like, uh, for instance, I mean, Dwayne and Rock Johnson. We all saw, I know I, I recently saw um, Black Adam. Yes. You would have thought that movie would have killed it at the box office. And it stunk hot garbage. And it's because, one, is a DC project. And two, it's people, unless it's, like you said, it has a big name, uh, big name really attached to it. You know, or has a built reputation. I love DC. I think DC makes better animation movies than anything. Oh, yeah. You know, over the like, You know, come on. I mean, Red Hood and, uh, you know, Death in the Family, all that good stuff. Batman. They make great animation movies. And these movies are our, our 15 tops. How yeah. can they not put that same effort into their movies? You know, and, <laughs> you know, Black Adam. I, I, I like the I like Wayne as a person. But again, it's, you know, that movie is more about the violence than it was about the actual story. I mean, think about it. A guy mm-hmm. who is avenging the the death and murder of his son. And like I said, I like Dwayne, but he, I think he looked good for the role, but he wasn't a great fit for the role. Meaning he couldn't bring that, that real captivating emotion out. You know, when you watch Black Adam, you just want to see the visual cool effects of him flying and killing people and, you know, throwing bodies all across the screen, which is fine. But some people actually want to sit down and say, okay, why is he doing that? You know, you're not getting the story of he's avenging his family. He's not just killing because he's a bloodthirsty criminal. It's just a moral he, he's trying to protect and something he learned trying to protect his son, you know, and stuff like that. But in that movie, it gets lost because the moral of the story is I'm here to kick ass and take names. And, and that's fine. But again, how you how you skip over... A, a big storyline like that. That's like me coming out with a, a a superhero movie. The dude got cancer. And he he's battling all types of health illnesses. But the main point that I want you to watch is him flying across the Empire State Building, throwing bad guys through the through a hundred and tenth floor window, and they f- crash into their death. I mean, it, it, the, the stories are getting lost. It's just all big CGI blown up effects, which I like. I'm sure we all like, but of the course. stories just aren't. The story people don't really care about the stories, and it's the studios they get blamed too. I'm definitely not letting them get by, but fans also has to take some blame because again, a lot of these other studios would turn out more movies if people came and gave them a chance. But most people just go see Ant Man and leave. They're not gonna stop and see Ambulance. Last year, I, I'll let you go. I'm gonna just make this last point. But oh, that was the point I was talking about with Brad Pitt's uh, doppelganger. 
Um, but last year, there's a movie. It was an ensemble movie. I can't even tell you the name of it because I didn't even know it came out. But so, in acting terms, an ensemble cast is basically all types of celebrities in this movie. So, I had Brad Pitt. I had uh, uh, Angelina Jolie. I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson made an appearance. Kevin Hart. And you're talking about a multi-million dollar budget project. I, I, it didn't even gross a quarter of what the budget was. I mean, it, it was mm. like a $200 million budget made $15 million in the box office. And I, I'm talking about you taking all the big names of Hollywood and you still can't get that? Like it, it shows you a pattern that people just don't care about that no more. People care more about the wham, bam, thank you, man type of movies. And I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, but when we look at our society in general, from Instagrams to social media, how we use social media, how we interact with each other. We don't, people don't have a conversation like this. It's usually texting or very short word responses. And, you know, when you watch somebody's Instagram page or reel, you only watch the first few seconds. Either you scroll or, or you like in the scroll. But people aren't watching stuff like they used to. And that's a problem. Could it be resolved? That, that, might, that, that may be something many years from now, but... I don't see that change at any time soon. Yeah, I, I that's one thing I, I completely agree with that. One thing I want to touch on real quick um, before we end here pretty soon is um, one thing you mentioned is that and I'm not going to get too deep into it because I, I don't want to like start this whole big thing. But you said that a lot of movies these days are they push agendas um, and superhero movies specifically. Me and Jabin talked about this a little bit when we were talking about our um <clears throat> excuse me we ranked all the marvel movies in a recent uh series we did so we were talking about it when we were ranking phase four uh phase four came out right around you know 2020 when all the craziness started and mm-hmm. for us marvel movies superhero movies movies in general media um is an escape from real world stuff i mean bringing um bringing a site of important stuff that may need attention into movies occasionally. Okay. That's fine. I get it. But when you start bringing real world problems that are either divisive or um, maybe not everyone agrees on or something like that, we want to go to these movies to escape that, to be told a, a beautiful story to maybe sometimes see cool visual effects something to escape what we're dealing with in real life and the problems that the world is going through. So when you bring those problems as the main problems into our movies, it no longer becomes an escape. It becomes another outlet to, like you said, push a little bit of an agenda or try and change some people's minds, change some characters from the comics, do stuff like that to your own narrative instead of giving us a fully good fleshed out story with a core plot that moves the character along instead of, like you said, pushes an agenda. So it, it's that's my main problem with the recent movies in out and excuse me in and out of superhero movies is that we go to these things to be told a good story and be, you know, feel good, watch this cool stuff. But how am I going to do that when you're bringing the stuff that I was dealing with right before seeing this movie into my movie? It, it's then almost a burden at that point. I, I don't know. It, yeah. it becomes very hard to 
separate the two. And, and that's and that's why, like, and that's touching on that. That's why it's um, it's so impactful. I know for both of us when we talk about Phase Four, because every time we talk about it, we all of a sudden get depressed. It's so funny. <laughs> but, oh but no, I'm telling you, every time we say Phase Four, it's all out of the you know. But 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 it shows you why, like like you said, like it was, this was in the heat of the time. Like this is when I know for sure me. I was at my lowest point around that time. I know for Garrett, he was at his lowest point at that time. And we both didn't talk to each other at that time too, which was even scarier is because we couldn't lean on our best friend. And the only way we can talk, you know, when it came to us not talking was through what we loved. And what we loved was Marvel and DC. And at the time, DC wasn't putting out anything good. We stopped talking about The Flash. So then what's next? We had Marvel. And as soon as this stuff, you know, Marvel stuff came out, we were like, oh my goodness, I saw the trailer. It's so hype. And then after that, we actually watched it, did not talk. Because we didn't feel good about it to even talk about it to one another, just because we're so done with it. And yeah, and I don't think like, a lot of people, you know, get, you know, this personal when it comes to like, you know, entertainment. But like, again, like, like Garrett and I were at our lowest. And I feel like that's why we feel so hard about, um, about especially Marvel, because they were going to be that escape because they were that escape for us. We would load up Marvel Spider-Man and play that just so that we can like get away from life. We would watch Star Wars and, go see Rogue One in the theater just so that we can get away from life. Um, and same thing for Marvel. Even though we would have to stay in our room and watch it, we were going to escape somehow watching, you know, She-Hulk or, you know, or something like that. And as soon as we did, nah, bro. Like, we, we, were, we were done. And it really shows that, like, if there's people like us that I have put, or were so emotionally invested to it because of what we were going through. Think about the hundreds, maybe maybe millions of people who feel the same way or even worse, and they're making movies like this. You know what I mean? Like how many people were disappointed or like really depressed about it or, you know, like now they don't feel sa- uh, like that same feeling of safeness when they watch it. Or they can just, they don't feel like they can just get a superpower real quick and help the Avengers out. You know what I mean? Because that, that's how I am. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm one of the Avengers that I could just, you know, help out take out the Jatari. You know what I'm saying? But right. but I, I lost that feeling. I don't want to wear, I don't want uh, to wear my, uh, my Iron Man shit anymore. I don't want to, you know, put on my Hulk fists anymore. I don't want to put on my Iron Man helmet anymore. Like, it's just sitting. You know what I mean? Well, you well, Captain America is different. That's why I didn't say Captain America. Like, thank you. I would, I would, I would throw a shield all day. Don't, don't, don't even. Do it. But, <laughs> I'm wearing Captain America shirt for those just listening and not watching. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and, no, but for real, like, and I feel like that's why Garrett and I actually went into anime, like after that, because we're like, hey, good story. You know what I mean? Like, hey, good stories. Let's hit it. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so that I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. The anime has replaced that feeling that we feel about, you know, when the Marvel movie comes out. So it really shows that when you make a really good story, it really impacts people. And once you start, you know, falling off, 
even though there's obviously going to be people like you said like going into you know movie theater just because of Zaman there's also going to be a lot of people that are going to be very disappointed because we're going to watch it like that that's what sucks about it is that we're going to watch it because we're curious about it um that we're going to be disappointed after watching it you know what i mean so we yeah that that feeling of feeling like a little kid is is when when it comes to marvel is gone unless we go to like you know disneyland or something like that or universal studios but other than that it's kind of been like yeah like now i now i don't want to pick up my comic book <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, it's it's gotten to that point but that's why garrett and i feel so strongly about phase four in general just because of that point in our lives it, it was it was pretty bad so you know, it's it's a rough one. You know, I think it's a lot of uh, things that need to change, a lot of things that need to be reworked. I mean, James Gunn leaving, uh, even Batista's leaving, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, it's funny that uh, Zoe Zaldana, who people don't know, she played uh, Gamora and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, even she came on, she said, you know, I have fun at some point doing these movies, but now it's a chore, it's a headache, and, and well, she didn't say those, let me not put those type of words in her mouth, but basically she's displeased on her career now, and it's because of, it's not a story anymore, it's just really just, you know, it's not really about the characters anymore, it's more about the action sequences, the pieces, the, the beautiful, you know, clothing that the characters wear. And you know, it's just a it's just an overall problem that these movies are suffering. You know, I know, you know, people like the old school type of you know Blade, uh, even uh, the old Hulk with Edward Norton. I love that one more than any other Hulk. Um, for me personally, Tobey Maguire. I, I see, I like that. But mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire was the best Spider Man. Why? Even though it was realistic, people can uh, it, it was fake. Nobody, everybody knew there was nobody in, in New York climbing on walls. We all knew that because if you know that was the case, I'd be doing it. But <laughs> yeah, I hey, you know, no, but um, it it was realistic when you watch. Even now, when I, I still watch it, sometimes when I'm on a flight, I watch it and it's just you can you can relate to him having to pay rent, you know, dealing with family, you know, chasing the girl of his dreams and. And all that stuff, it made it real and it made you feel like you can relate to him. That's why for me, Tommy McGuire's Spider-Man's uh from Spider-Man one to two, maybe three. I know a lot of people don't like that one, but those two, especially with number two, everybody made it to where you felt like you was a part of the scene. You know, Norman Osborn chewed up the scenery. The guy that played Doc Ock, uh uh, uh Fred uh I forgot you say his last name, but the guy who played Doc 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 Ock in Spider-Man two chewed up the scenery. And his character wasn't some over-the-top, boisterous, annoying piece of garbage. It was a, a professor, family man, married man who just so happened something went wrong. And he was fighting for a cause he believed in, but it was something that anybody could relate to. Now it's all about, you know, political agendas and you know, I'm going to shove this down your throat. And some people some people may like it, you know, because they may stand for that. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. But at the same time, just remember, most people go to the movies, you know, for escape two, three hours, they get away from the outside noise. You just want to be in the dark room watching a big screen, enjoying yourself. 
eating popcorn. The last thing you want to do is sitting there and watch people say, oh, vote for Joe Biden. Nobody gives a crap. I'm not going to see Spider-Man to, for him to start parading around and Donald Trump's on. You know, it's just that type of stuff. And I think superhero movies, as much as we love them, I feel like, in my personal opinion, they've ruined movies in general. I feel like I don't go to the movies anymore unless I'm going to see a superhero movie. And that's sad. I used to that's love going in so high school. That's so true. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I, I used to movie hop all the time. I, I hope the FBI not listening. <laughs> but I used to movie hop all the time. You know, now the only times I actually watch movies outside of a superhero movie is if I buy a ticket, I have enough time. I'm like, okay, I got a couple hours. Oh, what is this movie? Let me, let me go check that out. But I'm not willing. I'm not willing to risk to go spend twenty five bucks on movie tickets to see these movies. And that's the sad thing. I've started realizing that, like, I haven't been in the movies consistently since high school. I stopped going years ago. And even with Avengers Endgame, well, I'm lying. College, because Avengers was during that time. But like, I, I just don't go to movies no more now. I just reluct to wait for it to come on streaming or. My other methods, I will not be a minute to on on live uh, audio, but um, you know, I just the movie theaters, I just don't like them no more, and I just hope that at some point, superhero movies start focusing on the story, and I think when they start doing that, I think other movies can start making their way back. But I I think the damage is done. I think the pandemic has ruined it. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not the same. We, we we won't be seeing a Home Alone type of movie anymore. We won't see those type of movies. People don't care about them no more. And if they do, they'll just sit at home and watch it. I'm not going to spend 30 bucks, you know, on a movie ticket to go see this. When I can just watch it from the comfort of my own home. But if a Thor movie comes out and Chris Hemsworth is half naked again, I'm sure all the girls are going to run sh- to the movie theaters. But, you know, th- that's just the name of the game. I'm not mad at Marvel. I just think that Fans need to demand more, and I think that Marvel, I can't blame a business for doing what they know that is going to continuously work. Put out hot garbage, in my opinion. Some people might love Phase 4, but hot garbage for me, and if people just keep spending their money, it's like Disneyland. You know it's expensive. You know how many people go in debt for it. You know that it's all about nickel and diamond you, but people still go broke, go in debt to go to Disney. Marvel's doing the same thing. The only difference is you don't go to a magical land. You know, you just go to the movie theaters to spend your hard-earned money. But it, it, there's no incentive incentive for them to stop anything because they could just sit back and be like, <laughs> look at these losers. You know, I'm putting out this hot garbage, but I'm still making a billion dollars at the box office. So why do I need to change something that ain't broke? You know, and I think fans need to demand that change. Marvel's not going to change it unless... They see the bottom line starts. Okay, we're not making a billion dollars now. We're only making, you know, five hundred. Oh wait, now we only at two hundred. When they start seeing those numbers decrease, the quality would improve. But, you know, if you like eating at McDonald's, don't expect filet mignon. Yeah. No, I I, I like what you said though. Like we with, with um, I, I'm gonna keep this short because I know we're running on time, but. But uh, like you said, like I really what you just said, two things that you said really like resonated with me is that, yeah, we do relate to these characters, the originals that that's that's what really got us on. And I'm, I'm just going to throw this franchise in, even with Rocky. 
uh, growing up, you know, watching the Rocky movies, like for some reason I can relate to Rocky. You know what I mean? Like they always gave us something for us to to care about that character. Mm-hmm. And and not only do we have fun with them, we cry with them. We we go through these these emotional journeys with them. And Rocky has been through a lot. And now you know with Creed, they're doing fantastic, uh, fantastic at it. But you can tell that a lot of these movies, and I'm going to throw that in too, it's pulling the nostalgia factor just so that they can milk money out of you. And it hurts when you think about it just because it's like, dang, I really care about these people. But the people making these people really don't. You know what I mean? It, they're they're yeah. really pulling on the nostalgia heartstrings in the 21st century, dude. Like, not, not even 21st century. Uh, starting of like like 20 shall i say like 2018 2019 is when it really started like picking up like really fast when it came to like old stuff coming new uh or old stuff coming to old stuff and introducing something new so um so yeah it, it really pulls on your heartstrings really, really when it really comes to the characters that you related to and they're kind of just here you go oh and then just sending it on a they're, they're putting it on a on a, you know, like a garbage can lid, they put all the steak and the vegetables and all the stuff that you like and put it on a garbage can lid when we were used to, you know, the nice plated, you know, marble, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that's, how, that's how it feels. It's like disrespecting the steak. Like, come on, bro. Like, that's some medium rare stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I don't know. That, that, that's, that's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? But I, I, I really like that you said that. Just relating with the characters is very different now. It, it's yeah. just very different. Yeah, no, agreed. It's um, lots changing, but unfortunately, it looks like we're out of time. Um, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, I have so much yeah. enjoyed our time here together today because conversations like this are very few and far between these days when you can just sit down and have an honest, I was going to say one-on-one, but one-on-one-on-one conversation. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed our time here today. Um, I just want to give a special thanks to the Fresh Prince once yet again for uh, coming on here, sharing his opinion, and uh, explaining it very well. I, I'm honestly a okay. Shane's back on. I give respect. Um, well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <calm down. laughs> but um, yeah, big respect, to Fresh Prince. Guys, go check out his podcast. Um, I'm gonna put it down in the description of the YouTube video and of uh, the podcast everywhere please go check him out uh great guy great content um again thank you so much for being here me and Javen appreciate it very heavily for you know you being our first guest and just being super you know straight with us honest just open it's appreciated over the moon man absolutely let me just say that before we before we wrap this up you know like i told you i usually charge people but i'm not going to but I had a good time. You know, I, I had a great time, and luckily, I was able to tell Scarlett Johansson I'll reschedule our date for later. So yeah, 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 right, yeah I got right, saved. Right. I'm not gonna right. lie, I don't know if I'd have that strength. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna see y'all later. We need to reschedule. Bro. I need to go clap. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, the uh. little game. Come on, word from the prince to you. When you're the most charismatic man at the table, you don't wait nobody. People wait for you. Just saying. Good point. Good point. (laughs) 
All right, but that's going to do it for this time, guys. So thank you so much for listening and or watching. Very much appreciate it. And we will see all of you next time. Bye, guys. See you later, guys.